Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. From KQED. This week, six Bay Area counties issued shelter-in-place orders. That means people have to stay home and only leave for, quote, essential activities like getting medicine or groceries. Going outside to exercise is okay if you're practicing social distancing. But for some people, something that feels really essential right now is being able to go to a house of worship. So what happens when that's changed? How can we keep that comfort and normalized uh, community feel in a time that it looks like for at least the next three weeks, we're not going to be able to get together at all? COVID-19 is changing everything about how we live our lives, including how people worship. But these religious centers are also the place where a lot of people go to feel part of a community. Today, how people are practicing their faith in the time of social distancing. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Welcome to the Bay. So as soon as I open up the the link to watch the live stream, I see that there is this video that's playing that's sort of promoting the church. Aditi Bunlamudi is Silicon Valley reporter for KQED. She checked in with several religious institutions in the South Bay where she lives, starting with Menlo Church. But then in this, on the side of the screen, there is a live chat function where people are saying good morning, hello, sending thoughts and prayers. Um, and everyone's just like, good morning, good morning, good morning. And um, there are people from the church that are replying back like, good morning. It's so good to, to have you here, like as if they're all in one physical space. And then um, a senior pastor talks about, you know, be kind to your neighbor. He mentions some scripture. And then it goes to a live Along performance from family, one of the church bands. Who gathers right now. Would you speak to us in these moments? Would you receive our worship? We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as we continue to worship together. What were some of the other houses of worship that you checked in on? Um, Like, what are they doing? So there was another, um, it's called the San Jose this church when I was talking to them about how they're sort of focusing on this they were like oh yeah well we're trying to figure out how to work the tech but basically you see these empty pews and the um, the the speaker is at the front again good morning and welcome to this morning's uh, Ohigan service uh, Today, uh, because it and is, he uh, is basically God, saying, like, be kind to your neighbors, let's be peaceful. Uh, our lives are being changed uh, so much uh, because of 
uh, the virus uh, that is now a part of our uh, everyday lives. Uh, it's become a part of the community that uh, we've been uh, so comfortable with uh, in the past. Uh, Buddhism reminds us that uh, all things change. Everything is in a process of change. And we're able to uh, adjust. And then he um, says some prayers and then pretty much wishes everyone a good Sunday and then everybody goes on their way. Namo Amida Butsu. Namo Amida Butsu. Namo Amida Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, we'll conduct a 10-10 service. Uh, so it will be a few more minutes and then we'll begin that 10-10 service. I'm, I'm also thinking about all the ways that um, some religions require a lot of like physical kind of presence. For example, communion. I'm curious how actual rituals um, have changed or not changed um, based on what you've been hearing from people. So I was talking with um, the the Sikh Gurudwara, the local temple that Sikhs go to pray at, and they were telling me that they've been taking special precautions with COVID-19 or coronavirus to basically make sure that, number one, um, there is like food offerings that you would get during a service, and only one person can kind of hand that out. You can't reach for it yourself. Um, it, when you worship, you sit on these sheets in, in groups, but people are practicing social distancing, so maybe they're not sitting that close to each other. They also are changing out those sheets instead of every four hours, every two hours. And I was talking to someone who works at the Gurudwara in the morning when Uber drivers and Lyft drivers come in to start their day. And um, he was saying that they're no longer handing out food, but they're handing out prepackaged stuff like um, chips and drinks that are like juice boxes, things that are prepackaged that they don't have to touch that's sanitary. Some religious organizations have an easier time live streaming their services than others. Menlo Church, for example, has about 4,000 members, and they've been streaming for a while. But it's not just about helping people access regular services online. It's also about trying to fill the gaps for people whose daily lives have been disrupted by COVID-19. There are churches and mosques and gurudwaras and temples that you know, some were prepared for this and others were totally not. And they're all trying to figure out how to be there for their community um, in this time where you can't see each other. So, you know, the Gurudwara was like, we don't have live streaming set up, so we need to figure out how to be there for our community in other ways. Um, you know, they're trying to encourage the people who might go there who are above the age of 65, who are at risk of, you know, contracting uh, COVID-19, um, they're saying, like, please stay at home and let us know if you need anything and we can go out to the grocery store and get it. So I think all of these places of worship are just trying to figure out how to be most helpful and how to be available to their community right now. These religious organizations are showing up for their communities in more ways than one. I mean, they are... Uh, you know, running errands for them, going to the grocery store for them. If they need food cooked for them, they're providing food. Um, all of the little, little things day to day that maybe people are inconvenienced by, there are people in these religious organizations that are trying to do those things.
what are people asking for right now? Do they want information, comfort? Are they looking for hope? So I was talking with Peggy Bryan, who is a reverend at St. Andrew's Episcopal Church in Saratoga. Reverend Bryan was saying that people are, at least when it comes to religious centers, they're looking for hope. They're looking for someone to reassure them that everything's going to be okay. She was saying that there were people who were watching the live stream, were people who weren't even part of the church to begin with. One person, it was their first time they'd ever been, quote, been in a church service. They wanted to seek out community. They wanted to seek out guidance. And she got a lot of requests and feedback from people who she had never even heard of before, people who didn't appear at her church in person. And I think it's drawing people, it's drawing people this this uh, distressing national, a global um, virus is distressing people and they're seeking out their faith communities. And she was saying that right now she feels like people are going to turn to, to faith and she wants to be available for that. We're on call 24-7 if they need to talk, if they need something, they know where to find us. Um, and again, our message is this, we're all in this together and no one is going down. You know, I, And it doesn't matter to me what your faith tradition is. What it matters to me is that you're my neighbor. I'm curious why you were so personally interested in this story. So my grandfather lives in Cupertino with my uncle, and he was saying, I, I can't remember how long, if it was last weekend or the week before that, that he like wanted to go to the temple. And my uncle was like, well, you know, coronavirus is a thing. We need to probably be careful. You're 89 years old. You have a compromised immune system. And uh he was sort of like, oh, it'll be okay. I'll be able to handle it. And now that the temple is sort of saying like, hey guys, stay home, be safe, maybe don't go outside. And then the restrictions have been placed by uh, city officials um, and county officials. My grandfather is like, I'm not going out anywhere. I don't want to go outside. It's okay. I'll just do puja, which is a Hindu religious um, ceremony. He's like, I'll just do puja from inside my house. It's okay. I'm not worried. <laughs> so it's actually an important source of information, too, for people. Like, people are really turning to these religious institutions for for a bunch of reasons, including for guidance um, in response to the coronavirus. I think if people see their religious organizations responding seriously to coronavirus, they are more likely to take it seriously and to say, maybe we should stay at home. Maybe we should find another way to connect with our community right now. There are diverse religious communities all over the Bay Area wondering what will come next with COVID-19 and how it'll affect their plans even more. Aditi talked to a leader with the South Bay Islamic Association who said he wasn't sure what they'll do when the coronavirus affects Ramadan, which starts towards the end of April this year. Aditi also says the Sikh temple she checked in with has now suspended food services and wants people to attend remotely through streaming. Aditi Bandlamudi is a Silicon Valley reporter with KQED. The KQED newsroom is continuing to cover COVID-19 from all angles. For information about how to apply for unemployment in California during this pandemic, to information about what Bay Area transit is running and what isn't, visit kqed.org. 
The Bay is produced by Marisol Medina Cadena and editor Alan Montesilio. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Friday. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 